Hello, my listening audience. It is again, Wispit by Angela. Thank you again for tuning in. Wispit abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. As spring approaches, I am sure we will all be looking forward to putting the pandemic of COVID-19 behind us and migrating outdoors, of course, in a safe fashion, hopefully, to our favorite outdoor restaurant or other social event. So I thought that it would be a great topic to discuss the importance of etiquette in 2021. And after all, everything starts with preparation. And I don't know about you, but the rules of etiquette have changed slightly, especially because of the advent of social media and technological devices such as cell phones, etc. And I think we can all benefit from a little refresher course. And it appears to me that the prevalence of cell phones has taken over the dinner conversation to the point that they almost appear as part of silverware placement. And this should never be, at least in my opinion. Therefore, I have invited a very special guest today who is in the banking industry and has been for many years. And she will address a topic that is very dear to her and that is entitled Etiquette in 2021, The Do's and Don'ts. As you can imagine, proper etiquette is not just about taking your place at the dinner table, but taking your place at the table of life. The presentation of who you are, your tone of voice, your manners, or lack thereof speaks volumes about you long before someone gets to know you. Even the speed and how you eat speaks volumes. So it is my hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in today will be enriched, edified, spiritually touched, and moved by this conversation. So let's begin the introduction of Miss Angelina, who will walk us through some of the do's and don'ts of etiquette in 2021. Hello, Miss Angelina. We're glad to have you today. Would you please tell our listening audience a little about yourself? Most definitely. And thank you so much for having me. Um, just a little bit about myself. I am a Huntsville native, was born and raised in North Huntsville, raised by two uh, hardworking uh, middle-class parents that truly uh, instilled uh, high morals, values, and biblical principles in me, which a, a teacher took note of my uh, 10th grade year in high school. She referred me to a local credit union that was in need of a part-time teller help. And because of really possessing even uh, good etiquette at such a, a tender age, I was able to uh, land a job in banking nearly three decades later that still serves as my source of income and my livelihood. So certainly that, that subject of etiquette, proper etiquette is near and dear to my heart. Excellent. So we're going to jump right into this subject because we realize that, you know, as spring approaches, we just want this to be a quick reference so that if you're headed to a meeting, if you're headed to a dinner engagement, let's start off first with silverware placement. Would you mind giving just a general introduction of silverware placement for us, Miss Angelina? Sure. Um, for me, it's really simple just to remember to work from the outside in, you know, keeping in mind there's 
a salad fork, di dinner fork, you've got a butter knife, a steak knife. Um, just keep in mind, if you're working from the outside in, that's going to correlate with really the order in which you receive your meal. Typically, you receive your soup and salad first or an appetizer before you get to the main entree, which is why that salad fork is going to be on the outside. It's going to be the furthest uh, one in. So again, you're working from the outside in. And, and typically so, it's a smaller fork. That's one thing I wanted to, to interject. Yes, with. yes. That's, that's another good way to remember which one to use. It's going to be the smaller fork. So again, just really working from the outside in, keeping in mind that the silverware that you're using is going to correspond with the meal uh, as it's served. So that's really the easiest way to remember that. Excellent. And one other point is that it also makes it easier when your servers come around that as you served your appetizers and your hors d'oeuvres, it's easier for them to collect outside working in. So the next topic, let's talk about the importance of seating arrangements. Would you like to go into that for us, Miss Angelina? Certainly. So when you think about just mankind and creation, a woman was created to complement the man. And so whether you're on a dinner date or whether you're on a, um, a lunch appointment, a business meeting of so, some sort, and you're, you're meeting with the male a companion, whether that person is uh, the CEO and or if you're in a position of authority and maybe you're, you're interviewing a, a male, Regardless, a man should always sit where he is able to see the door, uh, especially in the event that there is possible oncoming danger. It just makes more sense and we, you, you wouldn't want to overstep your bounds with, with the man. So that's really just the proper etiquette as far as seating arrangements. Excellent. Would you also address the seating arrangements in the event you are seated with a CFO or the CEO of a company? Um, you should not be the one going to sit next to the CEO or the CFO, particularly if you're the last one hired or the lowest man at the totem pole or lowest woman at the totem pole. Exactly. You would never want to be presumptuous in that regard. Uh, certainly, that's just not proper etiquette, and it can be downright rude. It really reminds me of a, a proverb where um, it even mentions about taking the best seat um, when invited for dinner. Even Jesus spoke on it. So really, just a rule of thumb, you may want to just kind of stand and wait as everybody is taking their seats. Certainly, you would not ever want to assume the best seat in the house definitely not the head of the table. Um, so maybe choose a ladder seat. Certainly if you're invited by the guest of honor, CEO, or someone of importance to uh, maybe take a superior seat, then that would be a different story. But certainly you wouldn't want to just assume that seat yourself. Excellent. Would you also mind addressing the importance of tone of voice for men and women? It's real simple. Regardless of your setting, um, always assume an inside voice. Now, obviously, there's certain situations that it would make sense maybe to get a little loud. Maybe if you're in an outdoor concert or any concert of some sort where you're, you know, it's a musical concert, you would obviously have a different tone of voice. But outside of situations like that, it is always best to assume to use an inside voice. It's just proper etiquette. 
Excellent. And lastly, I'd like to talk about maybe choice of wine or cocktail, or even if the person may not be a drinker, um, can you please address that for the audience, uh, particularly for our young executives now that maybe headed to that first job? Certainly. So this is totally a personal preference. It's okay to decline um, because in today's day and age, not everyone is a drinker. Um, but this is a, an important topic because more and more people do prefer a glass of wine with dinner or when they're having a, a business dinner, business meeting, business lunch. And if you're in a situation where you don't normally consume wine, so you're not clear as to you know how to pair wine or, or what wine would be appropriate for a business lunch or a business dinner, it's okay to just uh, be be honest about that and be transparent and just say that I, I don't normally drink wine. I'm not sure really what to, to choose. What do you suggest? You can ask the person that you're having lunch or dinner with. More importantly, you can even ask your waiter, which certainly they should be skilled and trained in a, in a, you know, to, to offer something, to suggest something that would be suitable. Now, if you are a person that typically has wine and Maybe you know all the ins and outs. However, the majority of the party has declined to drink any alcoholic beverages, then it would be the wise choice for you to do so as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, one point I wanted to make just from a general um, choice of wines, and this is just some basics that I learned um, along the way. In regards to wines, there is basically um, a theory. I cannot remember exactly where I read this, but I remember uh, this article saying something about the four S's. You see the wine, you swirl the wine, you smell the wine, and then you sip the wine. And in general, red wines are served best between 60 to 68 degrees. White wines, a little bit cooler, 40 to 45 degrees. Dry rosés work very well with hors d'oeuvres. White wines usually pair very well with food items that contain lemon or lime. Low alcohol wines are suggested for spicy foods. Red meats match best with tannic red wines. For lighter meals, pair the wine with the sauce. Earthy meals match best with earthy wines and desserts pair much better with lighter wines. Um, so now I would like to move into the pet peeves of etiquette. What are some of your pet peeves about uh, etiquette? Oh my gosh, let's start with uh, time. Okay. Being late or even too early when you're invited to an event. So obviously we all are looking forward to um, this pandemic being over. And I'm sure as soon as we get the green light to uh, start the new normal uh, as to what life looks like, many people I'm sure will be hosting parties and events. And if you are, ha uh, if you are chosen to uh, participate in some sort of event, whether you're hosting an event or you uh, have the privilege of being invited to an event, certainly be on time. Anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes before the event starts is appropriate. It's not too early. It's, it's certainly not late. Uh, that's a perfect time to arrive. 
I would say arriving any earlier than maybe 10 or 15 minutes before the event is, is rude. It's certainly not proper etiquette. The host of the event, whether they're having it at their home or even at a venue that they have chosen, um, you, you're infringing on their, um, their time to do the last minute details or put touches on whatever it is that they're trying to prepare to make sure that you have an enjoyable event and that everything is, is ready for the guests. And when you arrive early, they have to stop uh, from doing that to, to somewhat entertain you and make sure that, that you, know, you are okay and you have everything you need. So getting there too early is just as bad, sometimes even worse as arriving late. Uh, certainly another pet peeve of mine um, is inviting guests that were not invited. Since you're not the host, certainly you would not want to put yourself in a position where you are taking it upon yourself to invite someone and or thinking it's okay to uh, invite someone just as long as you ask the host, is that okay? Because at that point, you, you're putting the host in an a, a uncomfortable position. Even if they say no, that still is an uncomfortable conversation to have. And just keep in mind, if the host wanted that other person to come, they would have invited them. So again, just keeping in mind to arrive 10 to 15 minutes before the event starts, no earlier, and only arrive with the, the guests that were invited by the host. Those are some big pet peeves of mine. Those are some excellent examples. One of my pet peeves is the cell phone. I don't think that a cell phone has a place at the dinner table, particularly for executive meals. Either put the cell phone in your purse, in a pocket, on vibratory mode, on silence mode, whatever you want to call it, it should not take precedence at the meal. Another thing that uh, bothers me is voice tone. I don't ever think that it is ever appropriate for women that someone hears you before they see you. Chewing gum is a definite no-no for men. Pace yourself when you eat the meal. And this also goes for women. Dinner should be an enjoyable event where you are sharing communication and where you are sharing knowledge and trying to learn something about the other guests that are sitting at the table. So those would be um, some pet peeves for mine, of mine. But there's also one in particular that uh, really bothers me more so than anything else. If someone gives you their personal number or cell phone number, please do not use their numbers in MMS texting. It is rude, it is inconsiderate. Uh, many people, uh, when they go back to work that may be professionals or not even professionals, no one wants to receive multiple uh, messages while they are at work. And especially if you have not asked that person's permission. So can you think of any other pet peeves, Ms. Angela, before I move into um, you giving us an example of how all of this would tie together and why this would be so important, um, having etiquette, not only in 2021, but just for life? You know, another pet peeve um, that we haven't touched on is really overstaying your welcome when visiting others. Again, as we're, you know, getting out of this pandemic, that certainly will, will be uh, something that I'm sure most of us are looking forward to being able to visit friends and family. G the general rule of thumb is no longer than four days. 
Um, so just keep that in mind. We don't want to overstay our welcome, even if it's a great friend that we haven't seen in years. Maybe we've missed so many uh, friends and family because of the pandemic. We hadn't been able to uh, gather together as we would normally do yet. And still, we all have lives to live. We're all trying to get back to a routine. And anything outside of about three or four days is just inappropriate. Excellent. So can you give us an example, maybe in your profession or just in life, um, how or why etiquette is so important? Certainly. So as I mentioned before, even how I was able to uh, break into this industry had a lot to do with um, a teacher of mine that because of my behavior, my manners, my etiquette, she knew that I would represent her well as well as the high school well. And she sent me on an interview to interview with a good friend of hers. And so that just really instilled in me that sometimes it's not necessarily what you know is who you know. And you can't expect a person to take a chance on you um, if you haven't given them anything tangible to, to work with. And so obviously in high school, uh, I, I'm not college educated at that point. I don't have any life experience really. Um, I didn't even have work experience. What she had to go on was really just my character, my etiquette. Um, my ability to be able to handle myself in a professional setting, because obviously when you're dealing with people's money, that's a big deal. So you certainly want to be professional. And so you never know whether it's a, a teacher, whether you're in line at a grocery store, at a retail store, you, you don't never know who you're rubbing shoulders with. You may be rubbing shoulders with a CEO uh, that's in need of a new uh, executive assistant. You may be rubbing shoulders with the owner of a, a company that's in need of someone to run a department. Um, you know, someone that maybe is just needing to partner with another person to have the next biggest idea since Facebook. You just never know. And in any of those situations, trust me when I say that those persons, they're going to be attracted to or navigate towards someone that they feel would be able to present themselves in a professional manner uh, to display conduct and behaviors that would encourage others to want to do business with them. So that's just something to keep in mind. You just never know uh, who's watching. Excellent. So in our final summary today, first of all, we would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. But some of the most important do's and don'ts of etiquette in 2021, in addition to silverware placement, essentially forks to the left, knives to the right, is the importance of seating arrangements, conduct for men and women, choice of wine and or cocktail, tone of voice, avoidance of cell phones at the table, avoidance of loud noise at the table. The tones should be even and engaging. 
Men should be in proper place to open doors for ladies. Ladies should conduct themselves as ladies. And most importantly, it is about preparation, 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 because your preparation may later determine your placement and ultimately may even determine your employment opportunities. So again, we thank you for tuning in to, to WISPIT. WISPIT again, abbreviated, stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. And I invite you to tune in again for further episodes. Thank you, Miss Angelina. And thank you, our audience. Thank you.